Benji Michel looking for some room, and he's got it! Exclamation point for Orlando City, and the homegrown product makes it 4-1 to in stoppage time. Again, they missed on the offside trap, and Benji Michel has made it 2-0 for Orlando. Beasler this time getting beat. Mealy is frustrated. Michel's fourth goal in the last five games. And Orlando City have taken control. Uh -huh. yeah. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Uh. Uh-huh, yeah. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Uh. Now, what y'all wanna do? Wanna be ballers, shot callers, brawlers Who be dipping in the bins with the spoilers On the low from the Jake and the Taurus Trying to get my hands on some grand It's time for the Orlando Lions Den Podcast With your hosts, JJ, Eddie, Cleon, and Alex Brown Welcome to another edition of Orlando Lions Den Podcast I will be your host today, back from Back from uh, what, what was I? What was I on, guys? That that uh, load management. Load, load management. management. It's growing. It was my week. I tried to take another. I tried to take another this week, but they won't let me. Um, I gave you the armband this week. Yeah, I got the, I got the I got the captain's armband tonight. So I will be your host today. This Cleon one, and I'm here joined with my man JJ. What's happening, Cleon? Welcome back uh, from your little hiatus. Um, but hey, we, uh, I'm happy we won two straight wins or actually more than that. We haven't lost a game in seven. So I'm happy. Oh yeah. And Eddie, the commish. I, what's up guys. I am happy to be here back to back, uh, to back wins. And, um, I don't know. I mean, it's surreal. We haven't lost in seven straight, but it feels legitimate. This is a, this club is, is for real and it doesn't feel for real. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, as we said, it was a double. Uh, we're, we're, we're here. We haven't been here since uh, before the Chicago Fire game, which uh, that was a 4-1 to one defeat. I mean, I'm sorry. We defeated them. Four, uh, see, that's, that's old, old habits are hard to break, man. We should have eased you into the starting lineup. We just threw you after. Yeah, we, we just threw you in as right. captain and yeah, everything. We needed, to, <laughs> we needed to get some bench minutes maybe. A four to one win uh, uh, against the Chicago Fire. Chris Mule goals from Chris Mueller, Nani Urso, and my man Benji. Um, we had another game, Sporting Kansas City, two to another two to one win. Goals from Tesho and Benji. How we how we feeling, guys? How we feeling about these two games? How are we looking? How's everything going? Um I guess I'll go first. Uh, I feel very confident on this team. I, I feel uh, Poppy's organizing this team very well. Um, I'll start with the Chicago game. I was actually um, – the 4-1 really doesn't say – I mean, we got, we got to look at it this way. Chicago had lots of opportunities. Oh, yeah. So there, there were some holes in our defense there. First off, the PK. They can't. They need to decide. You know who's going to take the PK. It's kind of an embarrassing when you got three guys trying to fight for the PK, on uh, in that game, and then uh, the guy misses it on top of it. It, it was embarrassing, but there was opportunity. Embarrassing for, for me? Uh, no, it wasn't. But it was embarrassing <laughs> for for Chicago fan or even the organization of the fire. But um, I, honestly, we played well. 
there's something in our midfield, and it, it, it's in both gates against Sporting Kansas City and Chicago. I, I, and I hate to say this. We miss Yuri. Yuri, he controls the ball better. He, he's, he's smarter on passing the ball. Uh, Seba Mendes loses the ball a lot in the middle. Um, Urso, he's losing the ball a lot. Yes, he, he took a great shot in the game uh, in Sporting Kansas City that, you know, poor Chris Mueller, I don't know if he's going to have kids or not, but that thing was hard where he got hit. Um, but, um, but yeah, uh, it, there's something in that midfield that, that that's not combining. Uh, and I, I know Poppy will fix it. And I, and I think it's Yuri. We're missing Yuri there. But uh, there was a lot of opportunities for uh, Chicago and Sporting Kansas City to uh, capitalize. But they didn't capitalize, which is fine with me. Where we had to capitalize, we did capitalize. Uh, we beat these offside traps that they did. And Benji, you know, and Tesho. Great ball from Huan uh, to Tesho. I mean, that, that was perfectly. Yeah, so, we, don't see, we don't see that very much from him. Those through balls, no. long through balls like that, very rarely see that from from and then and then so my main thing is that the just I don't know it's that defense and I don't want to say the defense it's more that center defensive mid area that I think uh, we need to control a little bit better Eddie yeah um that's a good point though JJ I was pointing that out yesterday I think Yuri um, presents an option where we're under pressure. He moves the ball quickly, right? And he puts himself in good positions. Urso and Mendes are more athletic and, and offer more going forward. But defensively, at times, they, you know, we do lose the ball. And when it was Perea um, in there instead of Mauricio, there was a time where all three of them were kind of losing, which, which credit to uh, losing the ball, which credit to um, Oscar Pareja because he brought in his subs at a perfect time yesterday. That game was getting away from, from us. Um, after Kyle Smith got dunked on by, by Russell, it, it was really getting away from us. And then Poppy brought in the subs, and eventually they calmed it down, and we kind of started going at them a little bit and creating some, um, some space where we could relieve some of the pressure because it was a bit like those James O'Connor games last year where it was like the, the Alamo were just sitting behind a, a wall just getting bombarded. So... Um, so, yeah, yeah, good point about that. But in regards to the fire game match and the SKC match, this is two matches in a row where if you look at expected goals, we should have lost both of them. Right? Um, both teams created some, some good chances. The fire especially, they hit the post. They, they should have made other shots. They got, they, blocked, uh, they got a PK blocked. They just bricked a couple. But this is um, the fun thing about Orlando City. It's like we saw – in the MLS's back tournament where we were the protagonists and we just took it to teams sometimes and we won that way. But now we're winning matches that necessarily we don't, we wouldn't have won before or we didn't really outplay the other team. That scoreline against the fire didn't, you know, that's not accurate at all how the game could have gone. That game could have been like eight to six or something. It was bizarre with the rain and everything like that. <laughs> um, so, but I'm just excited about how the fact that we still keep winning uh, this is three straight wins. Um, this is we. I don't think we've lost at home yet uh, this year, which is a big change from from last year. If you're going to make the playoffs in this league, you got to win your home games. And um, beating Miami and then Chicago back to back at home was great. And uh, again, we're seeing the development of some other players. And you're seeing uh, we've had 19 players since the MLS's back tournament has been done 
play in this lineup, 19 different players, five different starting lineups. And somehow it still works out. We find different ways to win against the fire. We, we, we created a bajillion chances and got four goals by four different people. And, uh, and against SKC, we, we set up the kind of counter. We kind of did what we saw in the preseason where Benji was like a second striker. And then we, we caught him. We caught Beezer napping. Old man Beezer was taking a nap twice and we scored two goals. And, um, and it was just two different ways to play and successfully done. That's, you know, three points on the road on a short week, three days of rest on travel on the same day. And I don't know, man, this, this is what I mean about the team being legit. Uh, I would have, I would have thought we, I would have been more nervous last year or the year before with the way the game went yesterday. But a part of me is starting to believe and say, you know what, we got this where in the past I was like, Oh, here comes, here comes the pain. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm excited about that. I'm impressed how deep the squad is and how well center back pairings have been playing. We've middle, middle midfield pairings have been switched and um, uh, strikers have been switched. Wingers have been switched and we're still finding ways to score goals. We're scoring a lot of goals and that's how you win matches. I'm excited. I got a basically also before clear, you know, when I saw the lineup and mm -hmm. saw all those people on the bench, you know, Mauricio Pereira, yeah, DK are basically five starters that were on the bench. I was thinking eh, Oscar's probably going to go play for this tie. You know, that was my thing. Uh, and then uh, we didn't play for the tie. We actually played for the win. And we did end up winning. And Oscar looks like a genius, you know, benching five starters to get rest and then only get them in the 60th, 70th minute, you know, where we're going to play Dallas on Sunday, and guess what? Mauricio only played 20 minutes in this game, so he's rested. You got DK that should be rested. So it, it was actually a great strategy on uh, Oscar Pereira's, uh, you know, um, idea of benching these uh, subs. And he's probably going to bench, you know, Miami Dani in Dallas and they have the other guys come out and play. So, I mean, and this is what I'm liking about Oscar. He's actually using – his uh the depthness of this team to his advantage and using it when it's necessary and i'm i'm i'm, I'm excited i i've never been so excited for orlando city you know winning games and and people are still trashing us you know uh, Stu holden still saying that we haven't played anybody good but i think we have we we played atlanta who's been champions who's been supporter shield we played you know hey um Miami that people said were going to be great. And we played them with uh, Matuti and Pizarro and Pellegrini and all them. So we played some decent teams, great teams. And it just showed again last night with our five guys on the bench starters, we could beat a sporting Kansas city, which was second place in the West. Man, when, when, when you say things like that and you're talking about having five, him, him resting five starters at once and things like that, it makes me think back to like when, when he was in FC Dallas and we would go there to play them or I would even see box scores of them playing other people. And you'll see them put a, you'll see a lineup go out and they would have like five academy kids in or crap like that. And they would pull out and you'll be like, oh my God, they're going to get destroyed. And they would pull out wins. And you're like, how? And now he's doing the same thing here and I don't understand it. It's, it's like, um, it's, because a lot of coaches are, are like with that next man up mentality and things like that. And, okay, I'm going to pull 
Nani out or I'm going to pull this person out or this important player out. And yeah, you kid, you come up, you're going to get, you're going to fill this spot and you're going to do the job. A lot of coaches say that to players, but for the players, uh, it seems like he's one of the few coaches to where when he does that with the whole coaches speak and, and things like that, next man up. Oh, don't worry. Nani's out. I'm, I'm bringing, I'm bringing you in kid and you're going to do just fine. And they actually do it. So it's, 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 I don't, I don't understand what it is, but he, he, he just, he raises a level. He raises the level of the players. So it's like, um, I don't understand what's going on, man, but, but it's, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's finally players have, have a coach that knows how to coach and they want to play for him. And he knows how to coach and knows how to put these players in the positions where they need to be. So Oscar, you know, you've seen it. You see Chris Mueller talking about it all the time. You know, Oscar's given me this opportunity. Oscar's done this. Oscar's done that. And and you see Nani embracing Oscar Pereira after a win. And you saw it yesterday after the win. What did they all do? The coaching staff. And that's why I say they were probably playing for a tie. They all hugged each other like they won the championship. Yeah. Because they're all playing they're all in one, you know, all the exactly. players are, are believing it. All the coaches are believing it. And that's, what's great. Yeah, man. And, 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 and when you see, when you see these things like that and it's, it's, I mean, cause at the end of the day, a coach can, a coach can have guys get in the, in the positions in right positions, but at the end of the day, you still have to make that play. And guys just weren't making those plays before they, they just weren't. And we're talking about a lot of the same players. Um, yeah, we do have some new guys in, but a lot of these guys were here last year and they just weren't making these plays before. Chris wasn't finishing this consistently. Um, Benji, Benji wasn't this good. He wasn't this dangerous. He wasn't this effective. Um, even Nani, even Nani to a, to a point and, and you're talking about somebody that's a, you're talking about somebody that's, you know, that's kind of beyond MLS coaching at this point or kind of beyond coaching period at this point when you're that late in your career. Um, even he's like, he's, he seems like he's, even he's at a different level than last year. And it just seems like guys have just gotten the players, the talent has gotten better. So it's, it's almost like it's, it's not just positioning and this, that, or whatever, like guy, guys have gotten better and, and it's, it's credit due credit, credit due to this coaching staff, the entire staff. And, um, and maybe, maybe even some of it's the training facility. Just, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on, but this is, this is a different team. It's the same player, a lot of the same players, but this is a totally different team. Yeah, no, good point. About, it is very surprising. And it goes back to, you know, you see all these preseason videos, and every preseason is the best. The team came together, all that stuff. It seems like this time it really did happen when they went to Mexico. And you saw it early on in the season, even when Sebas Mendez in the MLS back, maybe the third or fourth game, said, we're playing from memory already, right? We're, we're playing from memory. That, that's phenomenal to hear that early with a new batch of players, too. Um, it, you, but the thing is, you see them play with possession out of memory, and they, but you see them be effective in different ways. You see them being able to hold teams back. You see them being able to counter. You see them being able to score by carving the team apart. It's just, it's amazing to see cohesion in different ways. Cause I thought in the past, or you see with other coaches, when you bring in other new players, or you, you rotate, you have to change the style of the, the way you play, right? And it, it doesn't always look cohesive. It looks like they didn't play together. But whenever we throw new people in, it looks like they've been playing together 
and there's cohesion, right? That's, that's fantastic on the coach's part. And it's also the fact that the players, and I think this is psychological, the players feel like they're actually contributing. One thing is to say, look, Nani has played eight straight, six straight, go in there and give it a shot. But when the players feel like you're part of this squad, I need you for this reason. And not just to fill in, not just to be a body, but I need you and we're going to do this part of the game plan for you. We're going to use you this way. This is how you're going to excel. Then you get guys like Benji who weren't getting a ton of minutes before getting regular minutes and then scoring four out of the last five matches and scoring in ways we never seen before bombs from deep. So his last three goals, I believe is a bomb from deep outside the box and two left footed goals. You know, like what was that? Right. And from different areas of the, of the field too, of the pitch, so you have a different level of buy-in. So when someone, when a, when a star is on the bench, they understand it and they under, they have confidence that a Schlegel is going to come in and do his job or Cal Smith's going to come in and do a job or, or, or Ursula Mendes, Yuri, all that kind of switching over. Benji's going to do a job for, for Mueller and Tesho for DK, et cetera. But they're all kind of contributing. And I think that keeps their headspace positive and effective and it keeps them more sharp because they're not just, getting senseless minutes just to get minutes they're contributing to the greater picture because it's all one club does that that make sense that's how i see it yeah yeah Yeah. now i got a question for both of you um i read this article and you guys probably read it also matt doyle's um Mm -hmm. mid-season grade which Mm -hmm. he gave orlando city an a plus and something in that article struck me which and it's honestly true was james o'connor really just an interim coach and uh, was Oscar, Poppy, and Luis Muzi already figuring out this team for this year for Orlando City? Because if you look at it, it's basically the same team. You had about probably four or five additional players to it. You know, Urso, Antonio Carlos, Schlegel, uh, DK from the draft. But all these other players were there. You know, they were there. And... To, to come in, Poppy, just to come in and have the same team basically as last year and just do a big 360 and have this team to where it is today makes me wonder and makes me definitely wonder that the talks were already there with the Poppy and Luis Muzi for him to be a coach. And that's why, you know, that interim James O'Connor uh, thing was there just to finish out the season, get rid of you. And now here comes Poppy. Yeah, I don't know if they had Oscar in mind because he was in Tijuana. I'm sure he wanted to succeed, but the roster overall—he wasn't here yet. Yeah, well, yeah, well, 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 yeah, yeah, true. Well, once music got here, um, they they were overhauling the roster. Some of it, James O'Connor obviously contributed positively to um, as well. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like the roster long term was necessarily with his players or his. Uh, for him in mind, I think Muzi was going to bring his guy in and James O'Connor really didn't excel. So we all know James really didn't get a, a real, real shot, but I, I'm fine with that. I don't think the upside was there to really do that as unfair as it seems, you know, but there are some people. He that didn't have a shot. He had the best, he, he earned that. the best players in, in he earned that final. you know, yeah, what I mean is he, like, he's had yeah, yeah. players. What I mean is like, 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 I, I feel like, um, I feel like, I feel like the, well, I mean, I think there's gotta be something said for Muzi, you know, Oscar being Muzi's guy, not that he pick all of these players, but you know, when you know, you're not that person's guy, you know, they're going to move on for you. That that's probably going to have some effect, but I don't really 
care about talking about that. But there are some players that have contributed very, you know, effectively and contributed to a lot of our success that we have brought in, to be fair. Now, Urso has contributed some, but we've done well without Urso in the lineup or starting. DK has been um, fantastic, but we were winning before he started playing. Um, but Carlos, Antonio Carlos and Pedro Garese, they have contributed to a lot of points, and you got to give them some credit for that. What I give uh, um, Oscar, though, credit for is how he's using the players, the mentality the team has now, the, the, the approach that we're going with, the ability to rotate. Because last year I would say, why are we rotating so much? It's ridiculous. We're rotating just as much as we were James O'Connor. So, but he's winning, so it's really not the rotations the problem. It's just if you could win, then people don't really care what your lineup is, right? When you're losing, then, then we're going to point at the lineup. It's just kind of one of those things. So the fact that Oscar has done a, a, well enough, a good enough job to be able to communicate effectively a style of play and a mentality, a, a personality on the club at this stage and this quickly is, is phenomenal. And, um, and that's why Doyle gave us an A+, because the turnaround is absolutely nuts. How, how much better we are than last year. 1.92 1. 1. 1. matches, uh, games, uh, points per game, which in um, a regular season, it'd be 66 points in the 34 season MLS campaign. Obviously, this is a weird season, but still, that's pretty ridiculous, you know, and which is why we're second in the East. You don't, also, don't forget, I mean, don't get, all the credit shouldn't be to Oscar. Should be to the front office, like we said, Luis Muzi, and also mm. Ricardo Moreira. Yeah. Great scout. Yeah, Baldo. You know? mm-hmm. uh, those guys have done great uh, in scouting. You know, who, who would imagine us getting the Peruvian national team goalkeeper, you know, for free, and, uh, for free who just had knocked out Uruguay and Luis Suarez as PK and blocked it and everything to make it to Copa America final. I mean, this, it's big, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's big to get a goalkeeper like that, you know, from a big country, made it to the finals, was the starting goalkeeper, and you have him here now in Orlando City. So you got to give credit to the front office, all that front office staff also. That one, that one there, that one there, that was a little bit of luck on our side, though. I mean, with that whole, that whole weird situation that went on, you can't really predict that situation that went on with uh, the Mexican club going bankrupt. Yeah, the Mexican club that went bankrupt, and then all of a sudden yeah. everyone's free agents out of contracts. Yeah, but, but, but look, but, 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 but to find a player quickly, they, yeah. they knew they knew that needs to be addressed. That popped up. They moved quickly. Yeah. They, I would assume they used some contacts, some some contacts that they already had um, with okay. different with other players because Pedro does share share some uh, share agent with a couple players. Um, they they moved quickly on that and got it done. Got it done, and um, you know apparently. Yoshi helped us a little bit on that too. So, yeah, but well, and he, I'm sure he was. You know, other people were pitching for exactly. exactly. You know, and we they closed the deal. We got him exactly. So just like Nani, that's what they're doing. They're 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 getting people to actually want to come here. And this is where I want to give the front office, the scouts, credit is is we're getting good character guys. Not not because not good citizens. It's not a. Well, I mean that that's great. What I'm talking about is guys who who seem really committed who play with a lot of passion, that whole kind of thing. They're, they're cognizant of who they bring. They're not bringing in divas. Remember, um, Cleon, when you asked uh, Ricardo if he was going to bring in uh, Balotelli, or was it, who was it, uh, Ben Arfa? Yes, Balotelli and Ben Arfa. Yeah, and he was like, uh, not that they're not talented, but, you know, they're, they're trying to build a certain kind of culture, 
right? And uh, I was, I, think, I was half. I think you're seeing the fruit. You're seeing the fruits of that. Yeah, you're seeing the fruits of that for sure. Yeah, I was definitely half joking, but <laughs> but um, all right, studs, studs and duds, guys, studs and guys, studs and duds. Um, let's let's do something a little different. Let's combine them. Let's combine them. Um, yeah, studs and duds over this past two game stretch. Chicago and and SKC. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I'll, guess I'll call you. I'll go. Ahead. <laughs> I'll go. Uh, I'll let Eddie go last on that one, uh, or you, Cleon. My stud. Uh, will be uh, Pedro Galese and Benji, uh, Benji Michelle. Um, Pedro on the goalie side, phenomenal save that he did in the Chicago game. I don't know how he just puts out his arm and the, the ball just like it was like a magnet went there and he blocked it. And then the PK save. And then against Sporting Kansas City, I know I've played goalkeeper. That poor guy, his shoulder after that knock, and then when he went up for that save and came back down on that shoulder and arm, he was in pain. He had to be in pain yesterday. And uh, he fought it out and stayed in the game. And does anybody even know if anything happened in his arm? Because, I mean, I know he was grimacing pretty badly, and it, he, he, it looked like he injured that arm. I was watching the old, old games. Uh, I watched the uh, Chicago Fire and SKC, like the MLS 15 and 15 thing, um, or whatever it's called. And uh, when somebody shot, I, um, I, I think Barrett's like came across and, and sent like a cross in it, 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 some little dude from Chicago ran into Gales and hit and hit the crossbar or hit the post mm-hmm. during that time. He, his arm was extended and he hit his, he hit his, like his arm. And that's when he went down. So that happens when you're extended, you get that pop and you get that, that. So that's what happened. I think that's when it first started. And it, so it makes sense. Probably- so probably two games now that mm-hmm. you know he's playing with the an arm that's kind of dinged up, but yeah, hey, he's still making saves. And then uh, Benji, man, Benji, Benji, Benji. Uh, what can I say, buddy? Uh, I'm starting to believe in you a little bit more and more each game, and uh, I'm starting to like your play. Um, but uh, you have gotten my heart already, man. You're doing great. Keep playing. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, you're going to be a stud in this league. And then uh, my dud, my dud, my dud. <laughs> Bro, this, the this is getting harder by the week to pick duds. The accountant. <laughs> I have to say the accountant. Oh, Cal man. Smith. <laughs> and the reason why is every time he gets the ball, I'm scared that he's going to lose it. He doesn't know, like, he he, he doesn't have the Juan Montino or even Kamal Miller type. Like, he, those guys, when they get the ball, they already know what they're going to do. Kyle Smith, he gets the ball. He looks like he's he, he doesn't know what he's going to do. If he's going to pass it back, is he going to pass it to a defender? Is he going to give it up to Nani on the left side? He's trying to dribble. I, I don't know. I'm scared of this guy losing this ball, and they're going to take off with it, you know? So, Kyle Smith, just be prepared. When you're getting the ball to you, you just look like you're so nervous with the ball at your feet, and you don't know what you're doing. Do something. Pass it. I just get, get away. Give the ball away. As quick as possible to a teammate. So Kyle Smith. Uh, I'm glad you clarified to a teammate. Yeah, it had to be a te- teammate. Not to another dude. What <laughs> you did a couple of times possible. anyways. Like Kamal <laughs> did that time. <laughs> so Kyle Smith would be my dud. Go ahead, Eddie. Okay. All right. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle is my – I'm just going to go out with the duds first. Uh, Kyle has done his job. He's been serviceable. He's going to be a 6.5 or 7 out of 10 kind of player every match. 
and he's been fine, but that that goal by Russell that was atrocious. I mean, what were you thinking? You 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 know, you just stuck your bony butt in the way, and that's going to be enough. I, I didn't really get it. Russell just you get dunked on by a Scottish guy, you know, that's embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> so that that was uh, that was bad. But um, I wanted a clean sheet really bad. Um, that that's pretty much it. Everyone's had some. There's been some errors here and there. Midfield, uh, like Urso's lost the ball a couple of times. Mendes. But everyone's played so well overall. I don't really have a dud. Kyle's been fine. That's just a moment of dudness or a dud moment. Um, so I'm going to move on from the duds part. But Studs part has been Mueller. I think he's been a very, very effective and he's just continuing to have his breakout season. He's an MLS star at this point and he's just been impressive. And then um, Nani, Nani has been, you know, he's got a goals and assists and he's, he's making so many key passes and being creating chances. He created three chances against SKC and he's making so many, so much of a difference all over the pitch, not just, and not just offensively, he's made a couple of good defensive plays. He actually cleared a couple of headers um, on corners and it, that was been a problem with us. And Nani, Nani seemed like, you know, like the captain, he, he, he stepped up and, help clear out those corners, which I like. And, um, and Benji, Benji's been, been fantastic. Benji has, um, has been better. He was scoring in other matches, but he wasn't quite effective. Like Nashville, he scored, but then he wasn't very good the rest of the match. And Atlanta, he had, he had moments, but um, coming in against uh, Chicago, I thought I liked his aggression. I like when they use him up high as a striker. I like how he attacks the line. He's getting better with his timing. And his finishing, we talked about it last year. He's a good finisher. And when he gets in that box, he's going to put it away almost every time. And, um, and credit to Poppy again for using Benji the, the right way. We did this with Mueller and with Benji. We'd isolate him out wide and expect him to take people on, make things happen. That's not who Benji is. And, and Mueller's even better inside um, than he is, you know, straight up outside. Benji's even worse isolated you know, I'm sorry, Benji, the difference of Benji outside versus Benji inside is humongous is what I'm trying to say. Sorry. Benji's not really a winger. So in this match was ideally the Benji match. He had 10 touches. I think he had 10 touches, seven passes. That's all it was. That's all we need from Benji. We don't need Benji on the ball a lot, but he got a goal. He got a one shot, one goal. And, you know, and when you have someone who can stretch the defense like that and you use them, you don't just stick him in a corner. And um, so credit to Benji for that. Uh, pointing at the badge, O-Town, homeboy, homegrown, the real homegrown from, from O-Town. And I, I just, it's a good story. It's a good story. He's a sweet kid. And, man, I love it. We talked about it at the beginning of the year, where the goal is going to come from, um, seeing Mueller level up, seeing Benji with, what, five, four goals or five goals. And it's just, it's good to see, man, because we're spreading the goals around. And that's why we're scoring so much. All right. And for me, um, it's going to sound repetitive, but I got to go with the same guys, man. Uh, Cash, is, he, he's turned up. He's turned up this year, man. Um, he's, I, I said at the beginning, let him, let him play through his stretches. Give him, give him this season. Find out what he is. And we're finding out what he is. He, he's showing us, man. This, this dude, has, he's gone up. He's gone up a good two levels. Um, Nani and Benji. As well. Uh, Duds, I, I don't even know, man. I, I can't even find anybody anymore. Um, like, like you said earlier, like everybody has a dud moment. Even Nani has those. Nani give you at least two of those a game. Um, everyone has those, but just a, a pure dud, man. Like we're, we're, running out of, we're running out of these, man. 
we're running out of these. So I'm gonna give it to Atlanta United for being trash. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It used to be the opposite where we're like uh, studs, um, Yoshi Yotun, you know, <laughs> everybody, right? Everybody else. And I forgot one stud. I'm sorry, Pedro Galese. I mean, geez, he, the, 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 the PK saves. I mean, I lost my mind. And I realized after watching the video that I sat in the wrong section. I bought all my tickets in the three pack. I bought them in that section 109. And then the Chicago game, I had to buy it separately. I was on the other side by the wall, but I forgot. And, you know, luckily I was there for that PK. So it worked out at the end. Um, but, and then he had another save in that match. It was two to one. And the one that JJ talked about where he stuck his hand out and the ball's like a magnet went right to it. And then against SKC, Gerso with the rocket. I think he had one, one save. And that one save, I, to me, that was two points. He, this guy, is, is, he's, he's earning us points all the time. And they're big saves at big moments, and that's why you bring someone in like that. Well, he also had the Gerso Fernandez kick that was supposed to be a – it looked like it was coming in as a, a, a cross, but it was actually going towards goal. And he actually hit it and hit the post. Oh, so that was a save too. Oh, so, okay. So, yeah, he, uh, I think he had two saves in that game uh, uh, yesterday. Oh, okay. But, yeah, either way, he's the man. All right, moving uh, – transitioning from there. Let's talk, um, let's talk development. Chris Mueller and Benji Michelle. Let's talk development and, and, and what we, we talked about how, how they both taken a step up this year. He's just gone up at least a level or two. Um, what differences are you seeing in their games this year versus the past year for Benji and I guess the past year or two for Chris? Um, as far as development goes, what, what, what major changes in their game have, are you seeing that's making them so effective now. Go ahead, Eddie. All right. So regarding Chris Mueller, Chris Mueller's a guy that I've been here like and there for. Someone that I, I feel like our fans have overhyped the white hustle guy sometimes, right? And I think that happened with Mueller a little bit, but it also wasn't completely unfounded because you can see the skills and the potential. The problem was he wasn't consistent. That's what we're seeing this year is consistency. But it's coming from decisiveness, I think. I think he's got a coach who believes in him, who's using him consistently. He had a few games where he, he kind of disappeared. I think part of it was injury. Part of it was game plan. And, and he, he, he kept uh, getting in the lineup and played through it and has been very consistently um, influencing every single match, basically. Um, so I think the mentality there, I think is in a better positive space. I think um, he said, uh, I think Evan said it on the broadcast that he's a kind of a soccer nut. He's just a soccer head. Everything is just soccer to him. And Oscar's the same way. I think they really get along. It's like a mind meld. It's just football all the time for the both of them. And I think it's just a match made in heaven. This is the perfect coach to develop a guy like Chris Mueller, I think. And I think that's part of it. But what you saw before is that you'd see him take people on, keep his head down, dribble too long, take too long to pass, not make the right decision, you know, not make, not make the run quick enough. Now he seems to be doing most of those things right. He, he, he's um, also being used as what is now dubbed and a bit of a trend in soccer as the pocket winger. That's the winger that's not wide, that's not creating the whiff, but is in between that half space, almost like a second 10 or a second striker at times. In college, he was a 10 or a second striker, and you saw that he could make plays. He, he did, had double-digit goals and assists, and you see the effectiveness of him playing there. It also suits his, his, his abilities because he can 
navigate through tight spaces and he can't create for other people and he can't dribble at people. So you have to be accountable. Uh, you have to account for all the factors. Is he going to lay it off? Is he going to make a pass? Is he going to attack? Is he going to shoot? Right. Can, and he's using both feet better. So I, I just, I mean, I think it's great. And I think it's just part of it is just the way Oscar's using them. Cause we see Nani can be the pocket winger too. Nani comes centrally. Nani's goal, he was in the box when that Mueller assists on against the fire. But they usually usually do one or the other, right? So Nani's the guy who, who will stay and provide the whiff, and then Mueller's the pocket winger, and then Nani comes in, and then a midfielder comes in. Perea comes in, um, and then Urso comes in. Now we have numbers. I, I think it's just a combination of all of that's helped level him up. And, um, and then I think a guy like that, who's very heady, who's kind of philosophical, who likes to read and be meditating, that kind of stuff. And, and I think being in a, in a, in a position where the coach trusts you and sees you as a star and Nani has been mentoring him. I think it's just, he's just riding on a high right now. In regards to Benji, I think Benji is, it's the same thing. Some confidence that have been, that's been hey, hold on. Let me, let me let me cut you let me cut you real fast jj before we get to benji before we get to benji let me hear you on uh chris before we move on to benji let's get the chris out the way first. all right so chris mueller um i think is maturity he he's grown uh tremendously and i think the maturity has grown because of two people this season uh basically like what eddie's saying uh poppy and nani they have, Nani has been a great mentor, and you could tell on the field when you see them. You know, Nani's telling them where to go and doing this and doing that. Uh, and then Poppy having the confidence on uh, Chris Mueller and basically, you know, saying, hey, if you have a bad game, we're still going to keep you out there, you know, on the next game. We're still going to let you play. We're still going to let you get out of that slump, you know, which back in the day for a kid that's coming out of college, thinking that he's doing great, he's starting, and then, you know, uh, now you're benched. You know, JOC would bench him. And basically, you wouldn't see, you know, Chris. Chris would come back in three games later as a super sub and score a goal, and everybody's happy. Poppy's like, no, you get a slump, we're leaving you out there, the next game you're playing. The next game you're playing, and that's going to give you confidence, and that's going to build confidence for you. And, And having, you know, Nani there to help you out, and, you know, who's, who's Mueller's favorite player? CR7. You know, and guess who played with CR7? Nani. So Nani knows a lot about Cristiano Ronaldo and probably has taught. And, I mean, even uh, after the goal uh, that he did against the Chicago, who goes and does the leg stance, opens up the legs and opens up his arms, like, across his chest like Cristiano Ronaldo. So... You know, that's helping him a lot is the mentoring and the maturity has grown into him and everything. And he's listening. He's not a kid that didn't have anybody who who, who was going to teach him. You know, James O'Connor. I don't think so. Uh, who else was there? You know, Thanks. before Nani came, nobody, you know. So so my thing is, is now you got a coach that knows how to coach who's coached internationally in Mexico, sees what it's like to coach, and you got an international player in Nani that's helping him. And it's not only Nani. You know, you got Galese, Peruvian, has made it to Copa America. You've had Urso, you know. You got Uri, who's played in Spain and Portugal and played in the United States already. So these guys all are mentoring these players. So that's my take on Chris Mueller. 
And for sorry, me, real quick, Mauricio too. I forgot. Just playing next to Mauricio and yeah. having him as a mentor is great. The the control, the playmaking. I Mauricio's obviously influencing that. Yeah, for me, I'm gonna say with Chris, um, it's weird because I'm gonna say he's he he seems far more confident, but he seemed confident before, even though like even as a rookie and even as a uh, what was this his third year now, third season. Yeah, third season. Yeah. In his first two, he was confident then too. But um, I feel like now it's, it's – he has a coach that's matching his confidence in him, that he has in himself already. So, like, um, like, he came in before and he was confident, but, you know, it's, it's almost like James didn't want to trust him. And I'm not even saying James didn't trust him. I'm saying it seems like James didn't want to trust him. Almost like sometimes some coaches are just like, Oh, this kid's young, so I'm, I'm just gonna go with my vets, even if it's freaking Will Johnson. You know what I mean? And even if I know this this dude like Will Johnson, he's got a ceiling. You know, I need a right winger. I need some. I need somebody I can trust. I'm throwing Will Johnson over there, over Chris, which is ridiculous. Um, but now it seems like he has a coach that's matching the confidence he has in himself. And now it seems like his confidence is now bordering on. It, it's getting to the levels of, of cocky which is good. That's not a bad thing. People hear cocky, they think like that's bad. That's good. In sports, you, you got to be, you got to be irrationally confident, especially when you're, when you're somebody like an attacker, um, that's, you know, you're, you're going out there and you're trying to score goals and make things happen. You got to have that belief in yourself. And, and Chris, Chris is starting to get, he's starting to get to that level to where he's getting that, uh, it's, it's bordering cocky, which is, it's a good thing. And, um, he, his skill his skill levels gotten a little better like his, his handling with the ball like he's always tried to take guys on but now he, he seems like he's normally got a little more control of it um his his touches and getting away from him as much um he, he had that one he had that one at home in Chicago but he, he should have had another goal but he I don't know he couldn't catch his balance that was the weirdest thing I ever seen but outside of that he he's been he's been on point he's been on point and and um he he's getting irrationally confident. Which is which is a good thing, and um, you got to be out there. And, and and you're out there, and you're an attacker. You got to be in your mind is is I'm the star, even if there's Nani over there. Nani thinks he's a star too. But you know, if, if you got Nani over there, he thinks he's a star. Uh, Chris, he thinks he's a star too. It's it's all good. Everybody go out there, bang goals. We're gonna go home, six to two. You know what I mean? Which is and and like like we we are talking about how sloppy we played these last two games. At the end of the day. We walked out of those games six to two, which is which is nuts. Thinking about where we've come from, so um, that that's that's where I'm at with with Chris. Uh, also, his finishing has gotten a little. It seems like it's getting a little more um, consistent, but that goes hand in hand with consistent playing time. So um, I'm I'm gonna go with confidence, um, improved confidence, um, and a, a coach that believes in him as much as he believes in himself, and um, and a consistent playing time. It's all, it all has a hand in development. So, all right. Um, from there, let's I move to on say to something Benji. there. Oh. Uh, uh, Chris, um, Cleon, about Chris Mueller at that. Usually he's been putting people on skates, but it seemed like he was on skates that time he went across, right? He couldn't get that shot off. He, he put but himself just, on skates. Yeah, he put himself on skates. I thought that was just pretty funny. Um, now let's talk about Benji and his development. JJ. Yeah, Benji, yeah, Benji to me, I mean, I've seen this kid play. Um, 
since his youth. Uh, he played with my nephew for Orlando City Academy when they were young and everything. I seen him play for, you know, Florida Rush, FC America. Um, and it, growing up, seeing him play and where he's at today, it, I, I'm just, I'm impressed. Uh, this kid has everything that you want a striker to be. Now, he doesn't have the foot skills. Yeah, you, you get, he doesn't. But he's the type that knows where to, be, where to be, and he knows when to score when he has to. Perfect example, taking that shot, that long shot where he scored a goal outside of the box. Again, his speed helped in the, uh, the goal against Sporting Kansas City. Uh, and then knowing where the keeper was, where he was already falling, it looks like, and, you know, uh, took that shot with his right foot falling down and passed it to the keeper. And Benji, maturity-wise, I think he's always been there, to be honest. Maturity, he's a very mature uh, soccer player. He's a mature person. Um, and Oscar, to me, is – Oscar's a teacher, man. He, he's teaching Chris Mueller. He's teaching – these young players, I mean, you see it in DK also. And when you have a coach like Oscar Pereira uh, teaching these players, I mean, you can't go wrong. And to me, Benji is basically learning from Oscar, has learned a lot from Oscar. And last year, should have had more playing time. And, I mean, you guys know me. I'll knock on coaches, and yes, left and right. To me, James O'Connor didn't give him the chance. And Oscar has, and Oscar sees it, and Oscar's given him a chance, and he's proven out to be what he is. He's a great player, and he continues to be and will continue to be a great player under Oscar Pereira, and Oscar knows how to use him. Yeah, Benji, Benji for me, like I said, that one thing Benji's always been, Benji's, Benji's always been a scorer. He's been a pure, flat-out, score of goals. That's what he is. That's what he does. That, that's who he's always been. Um, the guy scores goals, period. Um, he, he's, 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 his foot skill, he didn't have any at all last year, but now he's actually starting to, it, it's starting to come up. It's starting to come up some, and he's actually developing a little bit into, into not, not a 90-type not a winger, but more of the another another forward, another striker type. Striker, wing. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. He, he's over there defensively. He's over there, but you know now we're starting to run him, run him inside. You know what I mean? He's coming from wide and running inside now to where you know to that's that's his wheelhouse. That's that's who Benji is. Um, like that long goal that that's aberration. Benji doesn't do that. Benji gets into the box. He gets in behind you. And he absolutely buries every shot he gets inside of that box. Um, that guy's a, he's a flat out finisher. That's 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 who he is. Um, but but like I said, he's he's actually developing into a winger, an effective winger. Um, and and I saw it. You you first started seeing it this season. It started showing his head around Atlanta and things like that, where he was constantly in the box. Constantly getting in and and you know being dangerous um, inside, and and it's like Oscar. I feel like Oscar's he's figured out how to how to use him, 
and um, how he's most effective as playing as a, a, a winger forward type of player. Um, he, he's going to, I feel like he's going to keep getting better as well. He's a young kid. Um, he's always been well coached. He's always took coaching well. He's got a great attitude. Um, Benji, Benji, I, f- I hope he's here for a while, man. I hope he's here for a while. And um, I feel like his development will be a little quicker than Chris's was. Um, you know, Chris is, he's finally, he's picking it up in, in the, what, third year? Um, Benji, I could see, as long as he's getting the playing time, just like Chris needed, um, he'll, he'll also start showing this season. Um, that, let me, that's, that's, what, what do you got? Let me add something to that also, Cleon, before Eddie takes over with talking about Benji. Uh, and it, this goes both for Benji and Chris Mueller. Something that I like seeing that they, they've implemented on these young kids is come back and play defense. How many times did you have, have you seen Benji and Chris Mueller on the defensive side in the box taking on men that are coming at the goal? You know, like Ruan, Juan misses him. Next thing you know, Benji's right there already. Or Chris Mueller's right there. Somebody's there. And, and this is all Oscar. This is all the coach. You know, you guys come back and play defense. Even Nani's coming back all the way to play defense, you know. And when you're used to – when I'm used to seeing him just stay up at the touchline, you know, right there waiting, you know, they're all coming back to play. DK's coming back. So you got to give credit to, to the coach when you're starting to see players come back and then they still get the speed to go down on a counterattack, and that's how counterattacks start. So definitely got to give it to the coach, and these guys are starting to learn – how to play correctly. Eddie, Eddie, um, what's, what's your take on uh, Benji's development so far? Yeah, I think Benji's becoming a better all-around um, player, like, like JJ, you were talking about. He's not um, on the ball. He's not just losing as much, or he's making better decisions. He's being a little cleaner. But you got to remember about Benji, too. Benji, uh, this offseason, went to, um, I forgot, a Brazilian club, and he, he trained with them. If you want to learn how to, to be able was, to uh, – para, para, yeah, let, yeah, JJ, you know how to say it, but Pat Pat Nancy, right? yeah, Nancy. yeah, if you're gonna learn how to how to handle a ball, I mean, geez, you can learn from you know, you don't learn from Brazilians, right? They those they're amazing at it just culturally. They're it's just something that they, they're so so good at. And when you get mixed in that blender with a bunch of them, you're gonna be embarrassed if you don't know what you're doing. So I think you're seeing some of the fruits of that now a little bit. And um he also um Coach Pareja talked about Oscar um Oscar Pareja spoke highly about his coachability, right? He talked about how, you know, he just works hard. The coachability of guys like him, like Chris, like Kamal, like Daryl, DK, all that stuff is fantastic. And when you have a coach that's like a teacher, it's going to help blossom that talent or help that talent blossom rather, sorry. And I think that's, that's part of what we're seeing. I think the team is better. That helps Benji too, because he gets less attention. And I think he's being used in a better way. Oscar used to use, um, be very vertical with his wingers. And um, I think the way he's using them with the pocket winger thing and Benji coming inside is just playing to the team's strength. I thought last year we were wanting to play a certain way at times, but not fitting our talent. So I think we're fitting our talent and the way Benji was used yesterday was very fitting for him. Benji gets in a box. He's going to finish it. And um, Benji's another guy who I forgot who had said it. I think 
Urso or somebody or Kyle said that Benji's a guy who's coming in. He's the first one there. Benji's a hard worker, man. He's a humble kid. He, he, you know, he, he's taking advantage of this opportunity, making the most of it. And if we, we keep drafting well like this and getting homegrown talent and, um, and getting uh, players on, on smaller contracts and develop them into talent, that just builds, bodes well for the club entirely. And it's great to have a homegrown, a legit homegrown like him, who's someone from Orlando, balling out like that. So Born and raised. Born and raised right here in Orlando, South Orlando. Taft in the house. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, I mean, I, how could you not root for Benji? I'm sorry. If you don't like Benji, yeah, man, show, and, and, go become an Inter-Miami fan. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, and, and I mean, that, that kid, that kid, he, he's been, I mean, it's a story not really told, but, I mean, he, uh, you know, you and I know it pretty well, his, yeah, his yeah. situation. Like, it, like he's, he's a homegrown. He came through our DA, but. He got developed that he Mike the Potempa and and uh them they did a good job with him man. I know yeah. they don't they don't there's a little dirty secret they don't like to talk about it much but uh Benji's a semen kid. Yeah, when I talk about homegrown, I mean like he's no, from he's, Orlando. he's homegrown, he's homegrown. Yeah, he's he's from Orlando, here. he was in the DA. He's did the, did Orlando like make him to this? Yeah, yeah. Did he Orlando City DA make him to this? No, not really. So um <laughs> which is something we're we're getting to, you know, but it's a good start and uh um where we do have someone from Orlando proper doing well and um and I'm I'm happy for it. However he got here, he got here and and you know, we can use that propaganda. Yeah, if we're gonna use that as propaganda to bring other kids into our DA with talent, then I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you decided to come, Benji. Yeah, hey, there you go. Yeah, you, did you get your fee yet, Cleon? No, <laughs> no. Oh man, Benji, if you're here listening, give Cleon a, t- a, a a game shirt or something. You know. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, a little story in the news. Uh, mm-hmm. A little trans, a little transfers story in the news. Sylvester Vanderwater, or how do you say that? Hurt. Uh, it looks like Hercules, it, it, but I don't think that's it. Hercules, yeah, I think it's Heracles, but I, it's it's just Hercules. Hair follicles, what? Hair follicles. Yeah, hair follicles. <laughs> Not talking about Wayne Rooney here. All right, so rumored, rumored, uh, rumored Orlando City target winger Sylvester Vanderwater apparently tried to force his club to move him to Orlando City this past weekend after. Um, after they rejected, reportedly, after they rejected um, Orlando City's transfer offer, deeming it too low, um, a lot, a lot's been talked about. Uh, about um, you know, a lot of people were talking about on Twitter and stuff, talking about you know, oh my God, Kyle Laren and you know, flashbacks to that type of situation. How do you guys feel about about? Um, about a player, like if we were to bring a player like this in, does that affect you at all? As far as oh, he tried to force his move. Is is that how 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 does how does that make you feel about the player himself? Uh, me, uh, we don't need a player right now. It's rumor or whatever. We don't need players. We're okay, fine. Totally we're off subject, but no, 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 no. I'm just saying we don't need it. Now the situation of. Having a player that's wanting to come to Orlando City, a does did Orlando City talk to this player, or why all of a sudden does he want to leave this team, Hercules or whatever it is, 
and come to Orlando City? Is it that he's trying to tell his team, hey, you better start me or I'm going to leave? Um, but then again, if, he, if he's using Orlando City as leverage to, to start games or do things, I, I would have picked Barcelona or Real Madrid or something. So I don't know about this rumor. I don't know how true it is or what it is. And the second thing, if the player's asking demand, is he going to do it if he say, say he does like Orlando City and he wants to come to Orlando City? Does that mean that he's going to be a problem in the locker room? I don't think so. I mean, heck, we used to talk about Sané was going to be a problem because he, he didn't like Marseille and they had fights in the thing and when they're Bremen and all that. Well, guess what? He was actually one of the most lovable guys on the team when he came to Orlando City. So I don't really care. If the guy wants to come to Orlando City and play, that means that we're doing something right. We're doing something that where he says, hey, I want to go to Orlando City and play with Nani, with DK, with Benji, with Mueller, with Mauricio. That means that he likes Orlando City. But uh, I don't – I mean, but on the transfer part, why mess with something right now when everything's going good? Eddie, I got you. Yeah, um, I think if you look at his profile, I mean, it definitely fits someone that we would look to uh, be after. Whether we really had formal, formal talks, it looks like there's been some. And the report was we, we pretty much asked about half of what they wanted, um, which, again, fits our profile, to be honest. Um, he's a left-footed winger, which we were connected to. Uh, what was it? The Alex Castro, right? We were connected to some other dude. I forgot. And Garcia, I think, in Spain. Left-footed, quick guys. Oh, um, what was that? Who else? And Coman, the, the... Oh, yeah, yeah, for, Romanian um, Coman, kid. Romanian kid, yeah. So guys with speed on the wings, I mean, that seems to be our profile. Guys who, who work defensively, too, something they said about him. And uh, a guy who still has something to prove. We would like to get guys who have something to prove still, um, like Antonio Carlos, for example. Um, um, he, what he does is, um, sorry, this Vanderwater kid, he, he's still, he just got to the club last year. He's not a regular in the 11. This is the year he's supposed to be a regular starter. His buddy did the same thing where he, he sat out and then he got transferred to, to Utrecht where Lamin Sane ironically is. And, um, instead of the club he wanted, which I believe was an Israeli club, but the, the club's going to do what, what is in their interest. If it's financially better to move on. And they get a good deal, it seems to be that they'll do that. But if not, then they're not going to act outside their interests. If they did act in their, you know, outside their interests, they would have sent that guy to the club he wanted to, and they didn't. Um, so he, he apologized. He's back in training, um, et cetera. So, and he got fined big time. He seems to be back. So I don't know. Now, regarding his, the player situation, it sucks for the other club if that happens. But not every situation is the same. And players only have so much leverage. And I don't know why people really want to suck up to, to owners and, and respect your contract and all that stuff. You, you have a contract and they'll dump you in a second. They'll get rid of it. They don't honor your contract. They'll, they'll find a way to void it or pay you off or send you away to places you don't want to. So if a player does some shenanigans here and there to exercise the only leverage they have, I'm not really against it. And Kyle Lahren's situation was different. Kyle Lahren's situation was that the, the front office definitely lowballed him with just an extension of his rookie contract when he merited better. And then, and then it, the, the crap hit the fan after that. It wasn't, it, it didn't, people think it happened like he, he, he went there to Besiktas and did the whole thing. And then the other stuff happened. No, no, no. He got kicked off by the front office. And I don't agree with what he did. I'm just saying that, you know, we're just talking about the proper order here. So in this case, it seems to be player initiated. The front office there didn't do anything. He just wanted to come here. 
play with Nani, et cetera. So I think that's a positive thing. Or would we, um, I'm for getting as much talent as we can. I don't care if he, if he, if he came here, that'd be great. If he didn't, then, then I feel pretty good about the club. We still need some depth on the wings too. And I think um, this is enough of a trend to show that we are actually looking for a player like that. And um, hopefully we pull something off soon, but this one doesn't look like it's happening right now. Not anything I particularly know, but just based on what's come out from the club, uh, Heracles Almelo so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm all, I, this type, you know, this type of stuff, they don't, it doesn't bother me. I mean, I bring in Mario for all I care. I don't care about this type of thing. Um, you know, a, a guy trying to force his way into the club is a whole lot better than a guy trying to force his way out of the club. So, like, those are two totally different things to me. Um, you must really want to come here. You're doing all that. So, it's, it's whatever. I don't, care. I don't care if you hate where you're coming from as long as if you're coming to me, as long as you love where you're, where you're going. You know what I mean? That's true. And isn't it on us to, to when they get here, to keep them happy a little bit? The assumption is that, that he'll do the same thing to us. Well, then, you know, make them happy. Do, do something. Make them want to be here. At some point, you know, it's, you got to do something. It doesn't mean if someone does something. It doesn't mean that it's indicative of, of bad behavior, especially if they haven't been a bad apple before. You know, sometimes people, it's, sometimes it's a matter of fit. It's a matter of use. It's a matter of potential. And, and sometimes, you know, apparently this guy wants to play in America, et cetera. He, he, he thought he had a chance. And sometimes the clubs just will hoard you there. They won't use you or they won't let you move on, even though they promised, you know, like we promised Alex Morgan, we keep her husband here and we, we sent him away. That stuff happens. Yeah. I mean, even, even lifelong guys uh, have done this before. I mean, Kobe tried to Kobe tried to force his way out of force a trade out of LA. Messi, Messi just tried to force. He's been at Barcelona his whole life, and he just tried to force his way out. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. still there. What, what are you going to do? Tell them no, we don't want you here now. Yeah, for real. That was exactly. talent. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm not against someone doing that. I'm not going to write them off just because of that person. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. It's not a big deal to me. Not me. All right. Um, the remaining schedule for Orlando City as as the the last nine games have been released. Um, a lot of the same, a couple, a couple new teams. Uh, we have, uh, the Red Bulls. We have the Red Bulls at home. We have Atlanta again on the road. We have Columbus at home and YCFC at home, Red Bulls away, uh, Inter Miami again away, Atlanta at home and Nashville at home. How are you guys feeling about this schedule? Um, two things. How are you feeling about it? Do you mind? keep playing the same teams? Or are you guys getting a little bored of it, like Groundhog's Day? Or, um, and also, how do you feel about our chances of success with this schedule? It doesn't look too, too heavy. We've got a couple of big hitters in there, but for the most part, it looks like a little bit of cakewalk. How are you guys feeling about it? Well, I'll go. Um, regarding the, the schedule, no, I mean, it would be cool to play other teams, but considering the – the restrictions on travel, I'd rather not go too far or mix it up a lot. You know, I don't really, I don't want to go to Seattle or Portland, anything like that, or San Jose or LA. So will it be cool to, to see how we measure up against those teams again or, or some teams we haven't faced? Yeah, it would be cool, but eh, whatever. Um, I'm not against it. Am I tired a little bit of seeing them? Uh, yeah, but if we beat Atlanta again, uh, like we did in Atlanta, and uh, if we beat them, like we should have the second match or the last match, then I don't, I wouldn't get tired of beating them. And if we beat Miami again, I'm not going to get tired of beating Miami. So I'm fine with that. And um, the schedule is pretty, 
pretty much in our favor, to be fair. Does, does that put a, a, a cloud on the season? I mean, I don't really care about that either. And um, uh, I do want to see how we stack up against Red Bulls, who, you know, who won their last match decisively against Miami, um, against Dallas, against uh, some of these in Toronto, against New York City. I want to see how we stack up against them. But I feel pretty good. I feel like at this point, this club, we could beat anybody. And uh, beating a team like this, like SKC at home, which hasn't been on a good run, but obviously they're a pretty good team and they could have easily tied or won that match, um, gives me a little extra boost of confidence that even in road matches, we could take some points. Yeah, for, for me, uh, for me, I just, I just, I wouldn't care playing these teams multiple times if we played everybody, but like, I just, I don't see why we're playing five times against a couple teams and then we don't play Toronto at all or we don't play FC Cincy at all, uh, DC at all. That doesn't really make sense to me. Like I feel, I feel like we should have at least play at least once. Um, and I don't, I mean, maybe not Toronto, maybe Toronto, where's Toronto even playing? Aren't they playing in New York? They're playing Connecticut. Connecticut. They're playing in Connecticut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, They're based I in Hartford. Yeah, I think that was part of it. Maybe when they were studying this, they weren't really sure where they were going to be and what the travel was like. So they're like, I just go back to Miami, you know, or just play Atlanta again or Nashville. I don't know, but yeah, I would like to see us stack up against those teams. Sure, playing each team once would be great, but whatever. Well, at least we do play. We do play Columbus, um, the crew that's in first place, you know, in the Supporter Shield and in the Eastern Conference. So that will be a good test for us right there to see how we go up against. Uh, the Columbus crew and Caleb uh, over there. Now, playing the same teams, I don't care if we play the same teams or not. It's a game, Um, especially with the pandemic the way we are. Yes, I would love to see us play in LAFC or LA Galaxy or Seattle or whoever, but we have to do what we have to do. Uh, We'll end up playing them if when we make it to the championship game in the MLS uh, playoffs. So, out of this, I give us give us 18 points out of these uh, 10 games that are left, and I'll be happy. And uh, I think uh, we definitely, with 18 points, we definitely well, we're definitely in the playoffs, no matter what. I, I I don't see us going out of the playoffs unless, like Cleon was saying earlier when we were speaking offline, a Jason Christ nine straight games that we lose, but I don't see that happening. But um, I was just waiting for JJ to take out Jason Christ. He's taking out all the other coaches. <laughs> uh, hey, no, I, I'm missing out Adrian Heath. I, I that's true. That's that true. One. I gave that's him props true. earlier. Um, but uh, but no. But um, I think 18 points gets us uh, at least in the top. Uh, you know, top three. And uh, and heck, if we get, end up in supporter shield, the champions. Hey, because it looks like we're going to surpass the West. So it's it's going to be between, I think, Orlando, Columbus in this uh, in this East and supporter shield. In Toronto, right? They're up yeah, possibly, possibly. Yeah, up there. yeah, yeah. How about yeah. you, 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 Cleon? Um, so, is it? Do you think? I want to ask you something. Do you think that sometimes playing a team over and over can be even more difficult sometimes because there's a familiarity aspect to it? Like in sports, that's why they do in every other sport. They do a series, a seven-game series, or. A, five-game series, you have to find different ways to beat the same team. They're, they're prepared. They know what you're going to do. So I think that adds an interesting element to it. 
No, for me, for me, the main thing for me, the reason why I don't like it personally is because I, you know, first off, nobody wants to give us credit as it is. Yeah, like you just saw, you just saw us last night. We were on national television, and they're like, it, it was, it was like pulling teeth. Like they were, they were so hurt, they had to give us any credit at all for being good. So, for me, I don't want any. I don't want any type of asterisk. So if we win, if we win the supporters' shield, or we win, whatever, we end up with this record. Um, I don't want any excuses. Oh well, you got the, you were playing the worst team in the league five times, or you know, five times each, the worst two teams, things like that. Um, I just, I just, I don't want to hear it. I just don't want to hear any excuses. I want to beat everybody. I want to beat everybody. If, if we, if we meet them in the playoffs, if we do end up meeting them in the playoffs, which is unlikely, you would meet all those teams in the playoffs. But um, if we did and we beat them then, then whatever. It, it worked out in the end. But I just, I don't want to give them any excuse for trying to, for trying to downgrade what we're doing. And that's what my main issue is. If if we were playing, if it was like, oh, you played Columbus five times, is one thing, but you already know. You already know they're itching. They're itching to – they're already doing it now. Even our success, our success right now is even, oh, 2020. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not giving us credit, and I just I – don't, I don't want to give them any reason. I just want to – I want to run through everybody. Well, I think that ship sailed. I mean, 2020, it's, it's already a shortened season. We already had the MLS back tournament. So at this point – People are using that as an excuse, but if they really think about it in a fair manner, then it, it's it's causing problems for the whole league. It's not like we're getting special treatment. Yeah, we're playing Miami several times, but uh, someone else played DC, who's worse, who's just as bad, or, or you know, 0.85, uh, 13 points, 0.85 a match. Um, San Jose keeps getting slapped around by the same teams, so we're not the only teams playing bum teams. We're not the only club playing bum teams. So it's kind of a wash. Everybody's having these scenarios where they got to travel. Everybody is, is playing the same team over and over. Everybody's having this, this shortened season and weird schedule. So it, it, to me, it's an even playing field. And yes, it's a weird year, but given the circumstances, we're all in the same bowl and we're excelling. So that should be, that should, that should earn us credit. That should merit some praise. Because it's exactly. not like it's, yeah, it's not like we're the only ones who are playing the same team five times. It's it's they are too. Well, it's not about we're playing the same team five times. It's, they're going to downgrade us because of who we're playing five times. Okay, but but listen, we've already played LAFC. We beat them. We've tied against Philadelphia Union. Okay, in the MLS backed tournament, these are the same players. Okay, they uh, we beat uh, Minnesota United in the semifinals. Okay. We played Sporting Kansas City. We beat some good teams. Hey, you're pre- you're preaching to the choir, bro. I believe this team is good. I'm talking about. I'm talking well, about. Now, if we beat Columbus, we beat Columbus. I mean, let the pundits or whatever the guys on TV talk all their smack. I mean, and that's it. We yeah. we know what we have, and that's the bottom line. And yeah, when we win I'm, the championship, it's is. Yeah, and I'm gonna look. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna look at everyone's schedule and see the average points per game of the people they're facing. And I'm telling you, people are overplaying how how bad it is for us because Atlanta stinks. But that that's not when they set the schedule. It wasn't favorable to play Atlanta this many times. They weren't. They we didn't. They didn't think Atlanta was gonna stink this bad, right? And um and Miami was was hyped up to be the next Atlanta United. They haven't done that. So part of it is because we beat them. We beat them twice. Um, we beat Miami twice already. Um, but if you, if I'm telling you, if you're out there playing Cincinnati a bunch, 
right, then you're playing a scrub team too. If you're playing to fire a bunch, you're playing a scrub team too. Um, you're playing D.C. and San Jose, scrub team. Houston's right down there too. Um, you're playing, you know, Toronto's playing Vancouver and, and, or playing Montreal 15 times in a row and Vancouver and the Canadian teams. It's not like they're stellar teams either. So, uh, you know, no one's talking about Toronto who's, who's got the same points as us being illegitimate. And, um, and Philadelphia playing, how many times has Philadelphia played uh, D.C., right? I don't know. I've been paying attention to their schedule, but I'm assuming since they're close, they played them several times. No one's pooping on them, so I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear from you, Stu Holden, Lexi Lawless, whatever. Yeah, asterisk, my, my bud, I don't care. Uh, when we, we win this, <laughs> when we do what we do this year, I'm going to celebrate it. Alexi was on our side yesterday. He was, on, yeah. Right? But look, the, all the, 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 the excitement I celebrated, the, the amazing one-time undefeated record at the Orlando City Invitational preseason, I'm going to, you know, I was excited about that. Imagine when we, when we, when we do some damage in the playoffs this year. <laughs> yeah. All right, before we move on to um, – the FC Dallas preview. Uh, one quick note. Mateus Ayas is officially here. It was noted he's officially here, but uh, a couple days after, Orlando City put out a statement, um, a very strange statement, I might say, I might add, um, that he was going to undergo additional testing and his, uh, his availability to play will be determined, so on and so on. Um, a very vague and weird statement for them to put out. He's quarantined for 14 days. Say what? He's quarantined for 14 days. You come from, you're coming from Spain. You got to quarantine yourself for 14 days. So two weeks. So basically a week from this Monday is when you'll start seeing more stuff come out from him and maybe start playing and start training. You got to, he's got to be quarantined, especially what's happening now in Europe with everything going to do with quarantine. It's talking about additional medical testing. Yeah. The medical testing is he's quarantined. That's what the medical testing is. They're not going to tell you, Hey, he's quarantined because of COVID because everybody that comes from Spain and all of Europe right now, which is a hotbed again for COVID and they're closing about to close everything up again there. That's why he's basically quarantined for 14 days, and, and that's medical reasons. That's but all it is. If it's so obvious, why, why don't they just say it? If it's they would just say that. They and would, Iguain, Iguain, Iguain Welcome to Orlando City. Secret, secret Orlando City. They wouldn't, they wouldn't put out a statement. They wouldn't that's put fair. Out a statement. But, yeah, the, that, that is – So what, what, medical, what medical issue would he have? Why would you find somebody that – A, a physical. A physical. They could have, you know, maybe a little ligament damage. He was playing through something like that, or maybe maybe he, in this weight he he was a little bit out of out of shape or something. I don't know. That's that's what I. You're right, JJ. You got a point that we've been ambiguous. I mean, people are being injured. We don't know about somebody just got the day off and turns out like Yuri. He got the day off and he's been hurt for three games now and he wasn't cleared yesterday. So they are ambiguous about it. That's true. That's a good point. But the statement makes it seem like it was something physical, and it's it should be obvious the quarantine is happening. But Iguain and Matuidi didn't get quarantined that long. So, I mean, is it, Spain is more of a hotbed than France is where they were, or Italy, or, um, where Iguain yeah, was. Italy was horrendous. But not recently, though, they right? Wouldn't even put out and, a statement. Yeah. They wouldn't even put out a yeah. statement for quarantine. And that's, yeah, I, that's I don't know. But, but the way Julia Poe's statement sounded like it was just, you know, the normal procedure – be, be, that would, would happen. So maybe JJ's right. I don't know, man. It's confusing, but that, that ambiguity, that, that 
kind of bland statement. For me, if you put out a statement saying that he's undergoing additional medical testing, that makes it sound like you found something in his in his uh, his initial medical testing. Yeah, but which requires they have to do some more testing. I uh, gotcha. And and I guess with the pandemic What are they going to do? Another MRI after the first well, MRI? We don't know what maybe, it is. Something? Well, I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe we we couldn't I mean, remember, we couldn't remember do the a guy physical we were before and then he ended up dying like a year later cuz he had he had we cuz we found something in his medical mm. and then he ended up dying like a year later for like a heart yeah. attack or something. It's true right now we didn't I mean it's it's hard to do a medical or to you know to trust whatever medical he did on his club and clubs are going to want to do their own medicals. Right. That's just how transfers go. And maybe he did it. He finally got in, did his medical and they're like, wait a second, there might be something here. So who knows? Reduce lung capacity. Some people are getting COVID and don't know it. And then something comes up, you know, their heart or their lungs or something, something weird is coming up. So I don't really know, man. But the good news is like, we don't need he's, a leader right now. So, yeah. And I would like town. to see him. Yeah. I would like to see him. He's in town, but like, if this was a month ago, I'd be stressed out. I'm like, man, we need, we need, you know, we need a striker. We can't just be with Tesho, even though he played well yesterday. Um, but now with DK and Tesho, we're rolling. We'll be all right. Get fit, Elias. Get some of that, uh, you know, some superfoods or some smoothies and get yourself right. <laughs> Tropical smoothie. Orlando City sponsor. We forgot, our sp- we forgot our sponsors. <laughs> I, was, I was bringing them up at the end. I forgot them in the beginning. <laughs> I was actually I actually written, have them written down to do at the end. Um, all right, so moving on to our um, our game this Sunday, FC Dallas, Poppy, Poppy and Muzi homecoming. Um, how are you guys feeling? Uh, I feel I feel happy. I mean, even if we lose, and but a hard fought game, if we lose, I'll be happy. I mean, we didn't expect. It. What did we expect? Like five points, six points, probably out of the, out of these three games. But if I come out with nine, oh my goodness! Even seven, if I come out with seven out of nine, I'll be happy. But um, no, I think I think you'll see Nani on the bench and coming in probably in the sixtieth, seventieth minute. Um, but I, I'll see. I'll, you'll see Mendez. You'll see Urso. You'll see Mauricio definitely playing. I think this time you see Mueller starting, uh, possibly Benji on the other side, and then DK uh, starting. And then you'll see Antonio Carlos and Robin in the back with Kamal Miller and uh, <laughs> Juan. And then Pedro definitely in the, uh, the back. Uh, but definitely I could see a win, but I can also see a tie and maybe our first loss of the season. I don't want to say we're going to win everything. There's got to be a loss somewhere. And then definitely, um, you know, they don't have Reggie Cannon anymore. Uh, they've lost a couple of their good uh, players. But they got Lucci, who is the protege, correct, Eddie? For uh... they, they brought in they brought in a, 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 a new number 10 and 9, so they're okay. So, um, so basically, you know, the protege – with Poppy, Lucci, and uh, Poppy. Let's see who, who takes it. Will it be the Poppy or will it be the kid? <laughs> yeah, Poppy versus Nino and Nino versus Poppy. Yeah, I, I think, um, like, after having three points on the road against SKC, yeah, this, this game just feels like gravy, man. It, it, I feel 
if we take this and then we come home, um, um, we handle our, our, our business on our, when we, on our next game stretch, we'll be all right. We got six points out of this, this little three-game stretch already. And if we get um, seven, I'm fine with that. If we get six, it's not the end of the world. Like Jay just said, it depends how we play. Their, their squad, yeah, they lost Reggie Cannon, but they got that Ricarte fellow. They got Barrios who's trouble. Fafa Pico's giving us trouble a lot. Gerso was – was, Huh? What was that? The striker. Well, yeah, what's his name again? Um, Francisco Yara or something like that? Yeah, yeah, Francisco Yara. Yeah, yeah, I was just, I was just pulling that up. Time. Yeah, Francisco Yara is good. I, I think they're going to score on us. Uh, Picault, yeah, like I said, is giving us trouble. And they, they score off of headers sometimes. They, they, they're good. Their team who likes to put crosses in, that's a bit of a weak spot for us. Hopefully, Antonio Carlos can, can help with that. But um, Juan, if he starts against Fafa on the left, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Because Fafa is good and he's quick, and Gerso was giving Juan some problems. Um, I think um, this is going to be interesting. I think we're going to be on the counter again a little bit. Is it's going to be weird because uh, Dallas is a team that had possession last match against Atlanta and they didn't score. This is their first loss in, in a few games. They had won the last. They had won the last three in a row after that, and. Um, and um, you're gonna. See, I want to see how they play. Poppy's gonna show the the Nino, tell the kid who's the boss, who's the dad, and be the protagonist. Or are we gonna play on the counter because Dallas likes to keep the ball a lot and move the ball quickly, and see if we if we pull off some points that way. We're gonna see some rotation again, I think. And um, when we rotate, we're on the road. It's it's pragmatic to to be a little more defensive and to counter. I'm interested to see how how we do, but I'd be happy with uh, with um, with a point. And uh, to be honest, Atlanta did win, but it was off a of PK. It's not like they carved them up or anything. So yeah, Dallas is, yeah, it was one nothing. And uh, Dallas is is um is a, is a good squad, man. This is out of the two games I thought we'd more likely lose this one than Kansas City, but um so I still think the same. But so, since we beat Kansas City, I, I don't really care as much. Yeah, exactly. This is this is this situation exactly is what exactly what I was talking about. I think the last time I was on the pod. When we were talking about uh, the the whole punting at Nashville, then going to Atlanta, things like that, um, it's like I said, if I got two games in a week, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm trying to get points in that first one, so then the second one doesn't really mean as much, um, and then you can rotate, and then if you pull out a point, you pull out a point, and it's all good. Um, if you end up losing, then it's you know it's not the best, but at the end of the game, at the end of the day, you still took a point and a half out of the two, um, so I I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind if they feel like they need to rest up um, and do some heavy rotation. Of course, they're always going to play to win, but um, I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind if they go ahead and start some some rotation on this game here and uh, try to play for a point or maybe smash and grab one at the end. Um, like like I said, this one we already got the three on the first half, so back end it's whatever. It's gravy. And isn't it cool that we have enough points where we're like, you know what? If we don't get points, we're still good. We're still okay. Yeah, it's only it's only like it's only like desperation if if we're if we're if the club's like dead set on like trying to win the shield or something like that. You know what I mean? Which I mean, they, they could be. <laughs> you never know. They they haven't talked about it at all. But yeah, we are I mean, five points behind too. That's not like yeah. I mean, it's mean, only nine games left. It's only nine games left, and. I mean, I, I mean, I guess it would be, it would be, you know, uh, their first MLS trophy. So, may, maybe, maybe they're a little, they're looking at it a little harder. I guess we'll find out. 
when when yeah. we see the lineup if if they play to win or or what. Um, me personally, I don't I don't care as much. Um, it's you know, trophy's a trophy though. Yeah, that's true. That's trophy, true. Trophy, let's get. That's it. also a Champions League, right? Burst also. It is. Yeah. It yeah. is. That's true. Yep. You know. I just want to be sharp defensively. I don't want to get some cheap goals and be sharp. And then, you know, if, if we're out of it, just, just rest some guys and let's, let's move on. But we, we, you know, this team is 16 goals since this uh, return to play. And we have a plus nine goal differential. So, you know, yeah, if we're, if, if we get into, let's say around the seven, seven, eight game mark, we're um, of these next two. If we're if we're close, I I think that's when they you'll probably see them try to make a run for it and try to guarantee they um, try to really shoot for that for that uh, supporter shield. Yeah, because I mean and, it's it's weird because it seems like the season just started, but I mean shoot, we're we're down to the last ten games right now. That's true, and Man. and it, it, it the key is to stay close to Columbus. Hopefully, they drop some points, and then if they drop some points and we beat them, that's a three yeah. Maybe maybe sweep. we need to start. Maybe we need to start looking and seeing. I don't even know what Columbus' schedule looked like. They, I mean, I would imagine. I mean, I hope they didn't get. Um, they didn't do them like they did us with the whole playing playing Atlanta or Miami a million times in a row. If, if they're getting FC Cincinnati, then. But then again, since he has since he been that bad this year, or are they kind of uh, mid. They're, I mean, they're better than Atlanta, I think, but they're, they're kind of near the bottom. Well, their schedule is Toronto. Well, that, could be, yeah, Toronto. that could be a loss. Toronto, mm-hmm. Dallas, uh, Montreal win, us, Cincinnati, New York, Houston, D.C. United, trash, um, Philadelphia, then Atlanta, trash. You know what? That schedule's, that schedule's, not, uh, that, that schedule's not that easy, man, for yeah. them. No, so, Toronto, uh, New York, Philly, that's not easy. And us? Yeah, so, yeah, our our schedule is easier than that. Our schedule is, uh, I think it's like a combined as of at least as of this moment. But I mean, Miami is probably going to be a different team because Higuain is going to be available from this point on. Um, but our our remaining schedule is like one point two points a game, mm-hmm. and we're wow. sitting at like a one nine like one nine two. So, I mean, we really should win at least half of them games. So what do you? Well, what do you think? So, J.J. said at the next nine games, 18 points, or the next 10 games, J.J., 18? Me? It would be the next nine. Next nine. nine. Yeah, the nine, the next phase. Yeah. Yeah. You, that means we would have to be – we would have to be better than we've been so far to do that, though. Well, that's if you – I think we want to win the supporter Shield, too. Because, they, like you said, they face Philadelphia. They face uh, Toronto, New York. Like face us. I think, also. I think we have. I think we have a legit shot. I think we have a legit. I shot mean, that's us. four teams right there, out of, out of ten. So yeah. six. Is mind what? you, Toronto. Mind you, Toronto is right there with us as well, though. Toronto yeah. and who, who's the other team that's also got twenty five? Uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Philadelphia, New York. We're gonna have to start looking at schedules pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. I think uh, I'm gonna say we'll go with. I'm gonna say sixteen, sixteen points. I'm just going to be – I'm going to just, you know, temper my expectations. I would say around, would say around there, 15, 16. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm buying in, but I still don't know how to be really excited. So I'm going to just say 16. <laughs> 16 is a little bit below our 1.92 right now. JJ's 18 is just above at 2.0 per match. So I'm going to just say 16 and put us a little bit below. But I wouldn't be surprised to get that 18 JJ's talking about at all. All right. So uh, give me your, your match prediction um, score lines. 
I'm gonna say two one, two one lost, two one lost. Dallas beats us two to one. JJ. Uh, oh man. Uh, I think we finally get a clean sheet. One nothing. Ooh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two two draw. I like these predictions, a 2-2 draw, because, I mean, even on the road, we score. And, uh, and JJ, you know, Poppy special, old school special back to Dallas, yep. right? The Poppy yep. Dallas special 1-0 to, to, his, to, his, to his protege. That would be cool. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind, a, I wouldn't mind a, a Poppy special coming up. And it would be a smash and grab. Smash, grab, and let's get out. Smash and grab. Let's go. The good thing is the game's at 8.30 at night, I believe, so it won't be, you know, the hot as hell over there. And it's not during the uh, NFL. That's good. All right. So um, we normally do that as a beginning, but uh, let, before we get out of here, let's, let's uh, thank our sponsors. Go ahead, because I don't remember you. All right. Uh, I do feel turf. Knock them out of the way, because field turf's in the, in, the, in the press a lot right now, because all my 49ers got hurt playing on that field turf. But, uh, you know, I have my, my buddy field turf, Chris, scrambling out there with some PR stuff. Uh, so <laughs> hopefully everybody is safe and um, we appreciate you guys uh, being sponsored still and uh, we love you. Um, nobody's perfect. All right. And then uh, we got Casey sports bar and grill in the Heathrow shopping center in Lake Mary. We also got accurate mortgage group. Uh, give uh, Leo a shot at, at accurate mortgage uh, on Twitter. And then we got to good landscaping for all your landscaping needs. Get with to landscaping at to dot come hey hey field turf i heard i heard uh i heard mercedes benz is letting fans in the stadium does that mean our suite's gonna be open back up or no let me let me give you a little back behind the scenes thing okay so chris chris isn't on the twitter so as much as me and that was my 49ers that all got hurt right so i was giving chris a bunch of stuff a bunch of information that people were posting uh the players the 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 49ers coaches about the turf right so i was providing a bunch of stuff some of it he said he passed it on to corporate and whatnot and he said he's going to make sure they know it's from me so i said hey chris you know i'm earning we're earning our suite here and by the way alana's you know is opening back up and he said i'll see what i can do so yes sir you tbd fellas tbd tbd you might be back in atlanta and that's it. <laughs> All right, so uh, sign, sign us off, Eddie. Sign us off. Hold on, hold on. I got one thing to say. You always got something to say at the end, man. I got one thing, one thing only. <laughs> and it's, it's I, I'm trying to give, you know, Kyle Laren some props. He missed the PK to put him into the Liga Europa uh, to PK. play AC Milan. And he missed the PK and lost to uh, Rio Ave from Portugal, a team that really is like should be in the second division. So Bazitikas is out, Rio Ave. Tyler Boyd, sorry you didn't make it to the next round of Liga Europa, but Kyle Laren, I'm happy you didn't. Oh, yeah, dang. Was, so was this a cheap, just a cheap plug to get to somehow get a Portugal mention? Because you, uh, you almost made it through an entire show without mentioning Portugal uh, right up until just now. No, I was just kidding. It was Kyle Laren. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it was uh, against the Portugal team. Yeah, yeah. He, look, he's been doing better. He's been starting for Besiktas, but he sucks at PKs, that's for sure. But anyways. Um, Mine is all, Vinny. You got it. That's enough about that. No poppy, no party. Time for the poppy special. Get Let's off go. my DK. <laughs> See ya. Thanks for listening. 
to the Orlando Lions Den podcast. Until next time, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and at OrlandoLionsDen.com.